This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Begin. Hello. <laughs> we missed you guys. <laughs> guys. Welcome back, 90 Day Fiancé, before the 90 days. Uh, we missed you. You know that we, uh, as a company in Unity, uh, were in support of Black Lives Matter, and we thought that that uh, was the forefront of everything we needed to talk about for the last little while. So um, I hope you guys are well and safe, and we are back to talk about the tell-all part one and two and hope you guys watch it. I'm Linda, and I'm joined by the lovely Ashley. Hey, guys. Hey, 90 Day family. Missed you guys. You know, I have to do, I have to say that we have the best fans. Um, we do. I, we do. We took a bit of a break, uh, but that didn't stop a lot of you from reaching out and just being like, hey, what's going on? And I support you, and how can I be an ally in this Black Lives Matter movement? And I just want to say that Thank you, guys. I, I thank you for all that reached out. I thank everyone for what they're doing and using their voices, however they're using it. It's amazing. It's really beautiful to see. Agreed. Yeah, you guys. So for the past few weeks, like Linda said, our network um, and our show, our 90 Day Show, has been silent in effort to stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, on May 26th, our nation was rocked. I know all of us were rocked um, with the video release of George Floyd's murder by a Minneapolis police officer. Um, and his murder took place on May the 25th. Um, and a couple weeks prior to that, we also saw the, mur- the video release of the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. He was killed on February 23rd while jogging and Breonna Taylor, who was also murdered by police uh, while sleeping in her bed. And what these murders, along with countless others, have in common are that they're racially motivated, um, they're acts of hatred by certain community members and or careless acts by the police. And just to kind of give you guys uh, an idea of the severity of the issue, uh, some recent stats released show that Black Americans are two and a half times more likely than whites to be killed by police. And in 2019, 24% of all killings, excuse me, 24% of all police killings were of Black Americans when Black Americans just make up 13% of the U.S. population. So that's about an 11% discrepancy. So just want to kind of paint that picture for you guys. The Black Lives Matter movement is it intentionally builds and nurtures a community that is bonded together through a beautiful struggle that is restorative and not depleting, which is why we have decided to take a moment to highlight the excessive and senseless and unjust killings of Black men and women throughout our nation and our global community. Uh, This is in hopes to educate, bring awareness, and ultimately lasting change to our world. 
Um, there are some 90-day cast members who have taken the stance as well, and I wanted to kind of just highlight them, uh, regardless of what we feel about who they are on the show and who they represented themselves to be. I think it's noble that they've uh, taken the time to use their platform to speak out on such an important issue. Uh, the, pers- the first person I found on social media that spoke out, um, I saw this on Big Ed's uh instagram page he was uh he had been attempting to raise money for the naacp empowerment movement um he posted that on his instagram uh, about a week or so ago so shout out to him for that ashley smith also spoke out on her ig page against or about the killing of uh george floyd and she's also been working to linda i don't know if you've heard about this um, she's been working to get a member of or a cast member of the Vanderpump Rules uh, cast fired for making racist comments about Jay. Apparently, he said something along the lines of Jay's nose being bigger than his face. Um, and Annie actually stood in solidarity as well um, for Blackout Tuesday, as did Yolanda. So we have some 90-day members who are really speaking out and using their platforms for good. So I personally appreciate that. Linda, do you have any uh, anything to say about? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so far on social media. I just wanted to mention that uh, if you haven't seen it yet, we did an exclusive with Jeffrey, and Jeffrey gave us his opinion of his the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, where we go from here, and all of that. It's on our reality channel here on AfterBuzz mm-hmm. TV. So definitely check out that as well. Yeah, that was just today. And he was super candid about his thoughts and feelings on everything. Um, so do you guys make sure, like Linda said, check it out. And um, yeah, we appreciate you guys standing with us in solidarity. And hopefully we can fight for some lasting change for all of us. So yeah. Absolutely. That being said, we can get to the fun part of the show, which is the rundown of all the couples. Yes. <laughs> our tell-all part one and part two, Linda. Man, so listen, I spent, you like you know, I spent 10 hours watching the uncut version. And I was yeah. wondering how we were going to see this all unveil and how they were going to cut it and all of that. And, you know, part one, part two, there's the part three that's airing today. There's a part four and five. So I'm interested to see what the outtakes are. But overall, I thought they did a good job on on part one and two and, and how they edited it. You really did get to see a lot of the drama unfold. I think they did, too, just to see the translation from the 10-hour uh, footage to yeah. the super dumbed down. I think we got the... Um, we got the gist of everything that we needed to see. So I, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was messy. It was messy. And you know what? (laughs) They definitely captured a lot of the messiness. 
They didn't get all of it, though. I have to say, like, we already know that baby girl Lisa is a hot mess. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I felt the tell-all calmed some of that down because she went, what you saw in the tell-all that they released is, is just a fraction of how she was acting. Mm-hmm. And same even with Big Ed. Like, Big Ed... He really was an instigator in all of it. And so you saw a little bit of it, but I mean, man, that raw footage, let, let me tell you, I give it to Sean Robinson for, for holding her tone, keeping it calm and just dealing with all the different personalities. But let's jump into it. They started it off with Ed and Rose. Uh, and Rose was really, really angry. Like she was, angry to spears and you know i felt for her because i know that she had a translator and we know that she speaks a little bit of english but not a lot and she really wanted to express herself and i think in that frustration you could tell that there was so much more that she wanted to say but the biggest thing she was saying is that ed you're a liar you're a liar you're a liar you're a liar what did you feel i think they're both liars I think they're the Lion King and Queen. I think they were both lying about certain things. Um, I would say, here's what I, this is what my spidey senses tell me. I don't have anything factual to back this up with, but this is just my intuition. I think Ed was lying when he was denying the um, allegations about the sex video call. I think that really happened. And his laugh about it, the way he laughed it off was just so telling to me, like, okay, you're lying. And I think Rosemarie was lying when when it was brought up that she wanted to get back with Ed because she got way too defensive. She just, what she was saying didn't, and I understand there's a language barrier, but still what she was saying didn't line up with what facts were being presented or what receipts were being presented. Um, so I just, I think they both are guilty of lying. I think they're both guilty of using one another. Um, and I, I honestly think I might catch some slack for this, so I'll take it. But I think that she's really using, you know, the somewhat, somewhat of the embarrassment that she went through with Ed to her benefit. And she's using that to kind of build a brand. So with her, with them bringing out the the receipts that she actually wanted to get back with Ed around Valentine's Day, that kind of goes against her brand. So that's why she was fighting that so hard. But I think they both lie. I think they both are guilty of using one another. And that's just that. That's my take on it. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. I, <laughs> I, I, um, I will say this. I think that uh, Ed is a master manipulator. I think for the simple fact that he brought receipts um, and some of those receipts, I personally think he got off of social media, especially the one with the two hands and the watches and how he called her out for being in a relationship with a a female, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. That that stuff that we already knew about, we reported here um, on AfterBuzz TV, but I also think that the way he used it was, a power move and I just think that he's a master manipulator she's in her 20s he's in the 50s he's been in the game for a long time and you know being single for 28 years plus I think you're you're single for a reason and I think part of that reason is 
of because of who you are. And we even saw in um, the tell-all when the women started giving feedback, all Darcy and Avery and even Lisa, they were all going at him and telling him how he talks to women is wrong. And he even admitted that how he presented it, quote unquote, was was could have been better. Um, which it, that in itself, I thought, you know what? Just own up to your mistakes and stop being such a. a I had some choice words that I won't use because my mom is probably watching somewhere. But he was not the best. And I think that he should own up to the way he is and how he treats people and and uh, how he treats women specifically. Why don't we talk to you a little bit about how you felt um, about his daughter, Tiffany, and how mm -hmm. she cried when she heard her own father say that he would give up his relationship with her in order to pursue a relationship with rosemary yeah no i think tiffany was well within her rights to feel the way that she felt um i would be emotional about that too especially now that we know and now that he knows that she was right you know the whole time so i'm not sure why he would you know continue with that stance but um i i think i think tiffany handled her her father well and uh, she knows what she's dealing with more than any of us. Um, and I agreed with, with what most of uh, what Tiffany was saying. Um, and I think she got, got, she got her dad together. She didn't take up for him on things that he was wrong about. But she also, I think, checked him with love. Just like a daughter, should, a, an adult daughter should be able to. Yeah, but I also, think it was an, I also think it was a light bulb moment for her. Because I think that that uh, you could tell that they've obviously gone through some things in, in their relationship um, with each other. But I think that she had a moment like, hey, you know what? My dad probably said all this stuff to me. And in the moment, he's changing his tune. And when he snapped on the waterworks, I was like, oh, see that? And I, I know I sound like a broken record, but that's manipulation there. Mm. like oh, this and this, and Rose wanted to get with me, and I just wanted love, and I would do anything for love, and I'd give up my relationship, all this stuff. And then <laughs> the daughter's like, uh, wow, dad, after everything we worked through, you would just give it up like that. And then he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I love you. Yeah. I was like, you know what, stop it. Stop it, and again, own up to what you are and who you are. Like, I'm sorry, but... You know, Big Ed, you, you had me, we interviewed you, we thought you were amazing. And now I just think, even with the Black Lives Matter stuff, I usually don't like comment crazy, but he was like in his hot tub or whatever. And it was right in the midst of the George um, Floyd thing. And I was like, is he tone deaf? And I said to him, you have this beautiful platform, like, what are you doing to use, what are you doing to use it for, for good besides like us seeing you in your hot top talking about yourself? Mm -hmm. Crazy. Mm -hmm. um, just really quick to more to Tiffany, Lydia in the live chat brought up a good point or just something that I don't know if we want to chat about really quick. Uh, she said, Tiffany coming at Rose was mean and uncalled for. Hmm. Yeah. What did you think? 
Um, I think that Tiffany doesn't know enough. I think that if she only saw what she saw on TV, then, you know, that's her dad. And naturally you're going to support your dad no matter, no matter what, right? Family is family and blood is blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta say, who is this in the comments that just made me super laugh? Selwonk. Selwonk! Hey, Selwonk. Let me tell you, I, ha- I have to say, first of all, shout out Selwonk. Uh, thank you for your tweet. I thought it was hilarious. We'll talk about it a little bit uh, later in the show. But Selwonk says that he's watching uh, Happily Ever After. Happily Ever After and this at the same time. Go ahead and multitask. Uh, let's move on to Yolanda. So yes. Yolanda talked a lot about uh, her weight loss journey. She talked mm-hmm. about uh, getting sick and realizing that she may have had COVID-19 back in December and that she was in a coma and she was out and out of it for over a month. And uh, she talked about how, you know, what? okay, so this is what I want to say. You know what I realized about Yolanda? I think that, that? you know, I've had a love-hate relationship with her. And I, I was like, how can anyone be so friggin' ridiculous and stupid and naive and all that stuff? But as I watched her on the tell-all, I realized she really is that naive. Like, at least she portrayed herself to be that way. Because in her answers, she was like so giggly like a little girl. And she realized that she was being catfish. But at the same time, when asked, like, if he contacted you again, would you would you get with him? And she was like, yeah, probably because, you know, I love him. So, like, the concept of him not actually being someone real did not register. And I just thought, oh, I think I feel bad for you. I think that you were just... Think about it. Let's say your, your mom been married for like 20 plus years to the same person and for whatever reason your mom is single again of course she's got no game because she's she's had to not have game and she hasn't like sharpened her skills because she hasn't had to she's got her man she's been in that lockdown 20 years boom you throw that person out here in this world in 2020 yeah i see how you could get eaten up because you've got no game yeah, she's, she's very, she always, I feel like her kids need to keep a close eye on her because she can easily be taken as we've seen. And I don't think she fully has accepted the fact that she was catfished because like you said, she's still open to this Williams idea. She's accepted the fact because she's been forced to accept the fact at this point, not because she really truly wholeheartedly believes it and is sold on the idea that she was catfish she has no choice but to believe that at this point so if an alternative outcome is available she would be more than happy to take it oh for sure (laughs) for sure for sure and I I thought it was actually funny that she called up David and we'll get to David a little bit later but I thought that was funny too when she said David's delusional I was like um okay calling the kettle for real for real I was like okay there was Uh, a lot of there was a lot of stunning going on in the tell-all and what I mean by stunning is like the the pot calling the kettle black like a lot of people 
who probably should not be speaking, speaking out on other people's situations. So matter of factly, like uh, you might want to keep your mouth shut and just sit this one out. Right. Uh, (laughs) Let's move on to Stephanie and Erica. I felt like Stephanie and Erica had the most drama, the most drama, and also the most animosity towards each other. I think that after still watching this, okay, so we talked about Stephanie and I am one of the people, and I, I, I'll readily say this, that I still don't believe that she's bisexual. And I don't <laughs> even think that she answered in the tell-all definitively. She just mm. said that I don't need to justify, and I'm paraphrasing, but I don't need to justify who I am to anybody, which, right, is not, to me, it's not a definitive answer. And I think that um, Erica's friend, Jessica, Mm-hmm. Who, who called her out and was like, basically, it doesn't look like you like girls. I, I think that we're all feeling that way. And, and you reminded me earlier today of something that I always say, but when there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that if you're portraying yourself one way and that's what you're putting out there and that's what people are catching, then that has a lot to say. That, that is something. Um, and then I thought that I felt for Erica, I really did. I felt like Stephanie's friends, and uh, again, shout out to Selwonk who mentioned Sanders being an after buzzer, which I didn't know. I think Sanders is before my Sanders time. is an after buzzer? Sanders is an after buzzer. That was something that was brought to my attention by uh, Selwonk, one of our amazing uh, fans out here that we love to talk to all hey the guys, time. Hey guys, it's Brianna Booth. Yeah, Sanders, uh, Sanders was an AfterBuzzer for a short amount of time. He had to move back to New York, so that's what um, had him stop participating with AfterBuzz. But yeah, he used to do our Bad Girls Club after shows along with a few others. There you go. Whoa. Which was my answer. I was like, I didn't know that. I think it was before my time. Let me refer you to Bree. So uh, I think Sanders and then, uh, is it Heather? Heather was a hot mess, eh? What I she thought was what I, doing I, a lot. She was doing a lot. I think she was super faded, drunk off her ass. And I thought it was telling when she like chugged back her wine and she's like, I'm sorry, but I have a lot of stuff to get off my chest. It's 45 days with no work. I was like, oh, she's working through her own stuff. There. This yeah, like we're not it. your therapist. Right. Yeah. And they we just need the tea from you. They cut them off like that. They were like, oh, she, yeah, something's not right. Uh, and even Stephanie was like, uh, you're scaring me. I was like, yeah, you, you're doing a lot right there. And you can't blame it on you, it being Italian. I think you're just doing the most and you might need a timeout. What did you think? I thought she was trying to, I thought she was doing that for attention. I thought that she was trying to get as much camera time as possible. So she was drumming up the drama. Mm. She was trying to use that 90 day formula. Like, let me try to drum up as much uh, drama in this moment so I can get as much camera time. That's, that's all that was. Um, I thought she just seemed crazy though. She didn't even like, if you're going to bring drama, like bring it, you know what I mean? Besides just yelling. I don't know. It was, yeah, she was uncouth. She was uncouth, but I think that that's, I think that was the motivation behind it. I'm not, her execution, that was her decision, but I think that was the motivation behind it. <laughs> uh, Annabelle says Sanders was campaigning to be on Pillow Talk with Steph. I don't know about that. 
You know uh, what? That's a good point. Sanders mm-hmm. and Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your take? Like, what was your takeaway between Stephanie and Erica? Like, I, I oh. do feel like Erica really was in the moment and I felt like she was absolutely hurt by it. And it was telling when she said that, you know, I was told that I could come on and, and finally tell my side. And Stephanie was able to turn it and flip it on her again, which is something that she is easily able to do is like, hey, you know what, you did this to me and you did this to me and my illness and my feelings and my, 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 I was like, oh, yeah, this is really not a good look for for either of them. But I did feel more uh, empathy towards Erica. Yeah, I thought that they were both a bit of a hot mess. But I think if I had to pick a team, it would be Team Erica. Yeah. Um. They they they're just a lost cause. Like they, they don't get along. There's no finding a middle ground. No finding any kind of agreement between the two of them. Um. And I did feel for Erica when she was crying because I felt like she genuinely wanted to tell her truth. You know, she wanted to speak her piece and have a sense of closure. And what I got at the end of their segment was she didn't get that. And she felt like that moment was stolen from her. Yeah, I agree Um, with you 100%. Yeah, I think that she'll just have to kind of come to some kind of resolve about it and move on. Go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say, I got from her that she was really in it to to be in it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's why she was still in her feelings. And I think that Stephanie was able to get over it because, like, apparently get over it just from what I'm seeing is because she wasn't really in it in the beginning. Do you know what I mean? So if you go yeah. in it for a specific reason and, you know, you're not who you say you are, and you you come and say that you're not who you say you are from being online and who she met then yeah you're you're easily going to be able to move on mm-hmm. and have time to think about what's your next good move so i just thought it was ter- it was a terrible situation for all of them i really did facts um let's move on to tom and darcy this was actually one of my favorite parts so Tom and Darcy, Tom and Darcy are playing nice in the beginning and then the wheels fall off and I was here for it. So let me just say this before you go on. I was proud of how Darcy handled it right at the beginning. I thought she was being very diplomatic and nice considering the situation. I agree with you. I, I thought Darcy handled the whole tell all very well. I thought her answers were on point uh you could see her come a little bit unglued uh when tom was saying how things could be different and they made some notes so they're both being very like cordial towards each other hope you're well hope your family's well you're doing well during this this pandemic blah blah blah. we got the niceties out of the way and then tom was asked by uh sean you know like you went, why did you go to New York? Like, did you go to New York to break up with Darcy? And he was like, well, I don't know what I wanted. And, and, you know, I went there to see. And he was like, when he said, if Darcy had said, hey, I know you're cheating on me and I'm not okay with it and I want you to be with me, 
my my little literal note was why is it Darcy's responsibility to call him out on his BS uh, about Shannon and being with Shannon in order for him to keep her in order for her to keep him like that's my note why was that Darcy's responsibility you know you were cheating you know you were in a relationship why should Darcy have to tell you about your cheating in order for you to stay with her that's ridiculous nonsense didn't make any sense to me and then guess what happens I'm just gonna go full circle so he gets called out on that because I think it's ridiculous and then gets called out by Avery and you knew something was wrong and guys this is always a telltale sign when someone automatically gets defensive and starts like the and you think, well, where's this coming up from? Like, it's out of nowhere. It doesn't make any sense. It's because they're, they're about to get caught in a lie. Take this little note for me. They're about to get caught in a lie. So all of that extra stuff is a distraction in order for you to be like, oh, why are you acting like that? And for them to have a moment to think about what their lie is going to be. But guess what? He wasn't able to do that because he's there live on TV with everyone involved. So he leaves gets a cigarette, comes back and smokes on air because he knows he's about to get called out. And he got called out by Avery. Like this dude contacted me, asked me for a date. And oh, guess what? Not only did he ask Avery out, but he also asked out um, Stephanie. And I was like, see, and I, I was watching Darcy's face and then I was like, see, this is this is your this is how you know you did the right thing and this is why you're going to be okay Darcy because this is the type of guy that you are around and this is the type of guy that you dated and it's okay that you know it didn't work out because he was never in it to be in it for you in the first place agreed I think Tom is unapologetically a thought and he takes pride in being a playboy or a thought or, you know, just being loose basically. And Darcy did make the right decision. And I, to answer your question, I know you presented it and it was rhetorical, but why is it or is it Darcy's responsibility to call you out on your mess? It's definitely not her responsibility. But it's like, do we really expect anything more from Tom? Like considering the source of you know, who we're talking about, somebody who, like I just said, takes pride in being a playboy. Um, what do we expect from him? Sadly, we can't expect anything better um, to come from him. He's still up to his same old antics, the hitting on Avery as soon as he found out she was single, him trying to get with Stephanie. He's just, Tom is just trash, basically. I mean, I, for a lack of better words, he's just not the, I, let me say this. He's not the ideal guy to be in a relationship with. He's not relationship, long-term relationship material. Maybe he's fun, but then that's a maybe. Um, you know, I think, like you said, Darcy made the right decision. Absolutely. She made the right decision. And I think that, uh, you know, Tom has grown. I can't remember how old he is, but if, if he's his age, how, however old he is, I'm going to say a mid to late 30s, like, you're not 20 anymore, dude. Like, if you don't want to end up alone, you might want to think about what you're doing and how you're doing it and how you're running through women as you are, because you know what, you're going to be 60 all of a sudden one day, 
and be alone and wonder why. You just can't, you can't treat women like that. And you can't treat anyone like that really at the end of the day. And uh, you'll find out if you don't really work on whatever it is that your stuff is that is allowing you to be the way you are. Um, let's talk about, Ashley. I wanted to, yeah, I think that we should probably talk about Avery and Ash because that kind Agreed. of ties into all of it, right? So, Agreed. Um, Avery and Ash, that story was, was to me sad. Uh, I, I did think that they would make it, um, but they didn't make it. And we found out that they didn't make it because um, Avery was saying that Ash lies all the time. And I thought it was so interesting that the lie came directly back to him again. Everything always comes out. So even with the Tom thing, uh, Avery is the one Excuse me, Ash is the one that lied to Avery about screenshots that Tom supposedly sent him about asking Avery out. And when Sean asked him, he had to come clean, right? Because you're A, on national TV, and B, the two people that you were lying on are right there in front of you. So he's like, no, I lied. And I lied because I was hurt. I lied because I wanted to get a reaction out of Avery. And I thought, wow, see, your true colors are coming out as well. Hmm. I just, I mean, I thought that that was minor and not material to what the actual issue was. What for are me, you talking about right now? For, for me, I think the bigger issue was, or the bigger bomb drop was the fact that Avery was willing to go out with Tom two days after she broke up with Ash. To me, that was very telling of like how she, like, how, were you even invested in the situation with Ash? How are you so ready to jump out of your relationship with him and go hang out with Tom of all people? So to me, that was concerning. Okay. Ash told some white lies. It was stupid. It was a stupid lie, but I don't think that that, I think the bigger issue for me is Avery. Avery seems to find issue with everything. So I'm not, I've said this before on other after shows. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of a, the way Avery maneuvers and the way she's kind of treated Ash. I know I'm a minority in that opinion, but that's just the way that I see it. Uh, and you know what? I respect you, actually. <laughs> and I respect your opinion. I definitely don't agree with it, but I respect <laughs> your opinion. Um, yeah, I, I will have to say this. Okay, so. Lydia, hold on, Linda. Lydia just told me. She said, that was not a white lie, Ashley. Okay, okay, Lydia. Lydia, thank you. Because <laughs> I had to, like, take a breath because I love my girl, Ashley. But I, I do have to say this. I think that someone that consistently lies to you, whether it's small lies or big lies or a combination of the two things, it makes you crazy. And I, I personally have not, I can't say that I've experienced it. Have, have people lied to me? Yes. Have, have men lied to me in relationships? Absolutely. 
but not on a consistent basis. And I think that the problem uh, with the Ash and Avery thing is if you constantly lie big or small, then everything is going to be called out. And that's why everything is an issue. And that's why even for Avery, the, the fitness diet thing where he was like saying he was doing it, but he wasn't, and she called him out on it. It was a bigger deal because it's not about the diet. It's not about the screenshots. It's about the lie. How can I ever trust anything that you're saying? Because you're constantly lying and that's not okay. Now, as far as uh, you saying Avery being willing to go out with Tom uh, two days after breaking up with Ash, I agree with you there. Uh, I think that we've all been in long-term relationships uh, I, I'll say this, there was once a person that was in a long-term relationship and, uh, they broke up and her neighbor knocked on her door, maybe like, yeah, maybe like a day or two later was like, Hey, I heard that you broke up. I'm sorry to hear that. Do you want to maybe like go for some tacos on Taco Tuesday and the girl was like wait what what do you know like she was not in that mindset so I think that what to your point if you were totally in it then being asked out would be very confusing to you because you're still like grieving your relationship a little bit and and not in the mindset to entertain anything else so I agree with you on that point but a lie is a lie is a lie is a lie is a lie. And, and I agree. I, I'm not saying okay. it's just never I'm not okay. saying that Ash is right with his lie, but I th for me, I think the bigger issue, because to me, I felt like Avery was constantly digging and looking and because she was, he's lying all the time, though. You're going to be uh, acting like, listen, it's like this, Ashley. If you're dating someone and that person cheats on you and you stay with them, all of a sudden you become a little bit more paranoid, do you not? Yeah, but I don't, I, and, and I think, I think if we were dealing with a different person other than Avery, I would understand. But to me, she just seems like very, like, she's like hyper, uh, hypercritical, I'll say that, but she just seems to be very like, suspicious of everything so i don't know i let's go with annabelle rina she says we agree to disagree so yes, yeah yeah agree to well, disagree. Brittany, Brittany monk said if a man is lying to me the whole relationship he can't get mad at how quickly i move on should have been honest Ooh, I mean, but no here's a, my thing is that's fine that's fine but at least level up you gonna you gonna rebound with Tom? You know, no one, Ashley. No one said she was rebounding with Tom. I don't know what that just, gone. I wouldn't give him the uh -uh. stop it time of day. Let's move on to Lisa and Isman. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa on the tele. I'll just tell you what you guys saw is a fraction of how nasty this girl woman is. So we know they're married, her and Ishmael are married, they block each other, they unblock each other, they block each other, they fight, they this and that. And you see Lisa go off on Usman on the tell-all, you see her go off on Ed, you see her go off on Avery, she was in true form. And 
for the unedited version, guys, I just want to reiterate how well, because I know that Sean Robinson has taken a lot of criticism for her tell-all uh, hosting, mm. but she nailed this tell-all. And in the uncut version, Lisa goes off on Sean, cusses her out, calls her the B word, and uh, basically tells the producers to cut Sean Robinson's mic off and get her off the air as if Lisa was the superstar of the show. So what you guys saw was just a fraction of how we all know Lisa, baby girl Lisa is. She's a train wreck and she cusses at everyone and she doesn't let anyone talk. And what I saw in, in the tell is that every time Usman tried to give an answer, she tried to talk over him. And the part where she was really talking over him and he was like, let me speak, let me speak, was when, and I was surprised that they cut it out, uh, he was addressing the fact that she called him the N-word. Mm-hmm. And how he wants to know if that is something that all American women do and do all American women talk and act the way she does. That was his point in the tell-all that you guys didn't get to see because, you know, it hit the cutting room floor. But that's why she was going crazy because she didn't want everyone to hear what she actually said to Usman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wasn't really surprised that that was cut out. Um, I don't think that TLC wanted that smoke right now. I think they <laughs> they understood the they understood the social climate we're in. They they avoided that smoke like the plague. Listen, I, and I get that, <laughs> but then is that a truth? I, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about no, it. No, they should. I think they should have put it in. But I think that I'm sure that that was the decision that was made. You know, that that was the reason for the decision that was made. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about, because there's nothing really else to talk about Lisa and Isman. Do you have anything else to talk about for them? Uh, No, other than somebody said this in the, in the live chat that Lisa was acting like she was the expert on everything. And I think that that was, that was the case. She was acting like she was the relationship expert. I mean, and all the answers for everybody. I mean, she does have, she does act like she has all the answers. However, I did like her answers to Yolanda about the Yahoo boys and the G boys. Like you could see that she either fell for a Yahoo boy or she's had a lot of experience. Cause when she said, Oh, like I get contacted by at least 300 Yahoo boys a year, which obviously was an exaggeration, but I do mm-hmm. think that she has had some experience with, men trying to scam her and i do think she gets a lot of her validation from social media and that's mm. why she uh acts out the way she does hmm. yeah i think you have a good point there let's talk about david uh i feel for david still i <laughs> when caesar is the voice of reason <laughs> you know that you're in trouble so I felt for him when he said Lana's only friends are the people she talks to on the site. She's been talking to them for eight or nine years. But in that same breath, he said how the the men that go on the site site pay by the minute to be on the site. Um, When he said that he had been to the Ukraine 20 times and he used to use catalogs back in 1994, I was like, oh, so you 
like going through a magazine we're picking out women like they were property and saying i want her i want her i want her and i want her to show up there like they had no say that's what that's that's who you are david okay um when he spent when he said he spent 250 to 300,000 300, over the years uh and then the part that was just the last part for me where he said that the iPhone that he gave Lana, she couldn't use because of her nails. I was like, you know what? You deserve to get dragged by Ed here because you're not hearing how you are sounding right now in this moment. And when Caesar told him that, hey, it was interesting to me that Caesar and Maria talked and David and Maria talked and Caesar and Lana talked and Lana and David talk. I was like, yeah, because those women are professional daters. They've been on the site for, like you said, eight to nine years. And Lana is not getting off the site. How Maria did get off the site, even if it was briefly for Caesar, because she had like a a direct money uh, change hands to her. He was sending her money directly. So yeah, I I, I felt for them. And I, I felt for David specifically because I don't think he's delusional. I think that he's just trying to save face. I think that he he's all in with it because he doesn't want to come to his own reality. Like, hey, you know what? I am a fool for being in this for seven years and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars by the minute to talk to this woman online who will not even talk to me offline. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, for me, I was done when he said that Lana is not talking to him using the iPhone that he bought her due to her nails. That was like, okay, any kind of uh, sense of empathy or compassion went out the window. Like he's just voluntarily being silly at this point. And like you said, I think a part of it is just him trying to make himself feel better for the amount of money that he has invested over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, someone in here just saying, and Nakia, Nakia says, you know, it's the end of the world when Caesar's out here giving advice. Facts. Facts. <laughs> but what was crazy is that, okay, so first of all, Caesar said that he went uh, to the Ukraine and met Maria, which I don't believe mm. at all. And if you heard earlier, he said there are no pictures because he took pictures with her and then she looked at the and wanted to see like which ones look good and ended up deleting all of them. Whatever, Caesar. But your point of knowing when she asked you for money and you said no, I was like, oh, you know what? Caesar's grown a little bit. He put his foot down. He's like, I'm sending no more money. And I was hoping that that would say something to David. But, to I, don't David, think, but no. I don't think it did because... He said, in, he said, we're not together in the moment. Like, as of this moment, we're not together, he said. But they're still engaged. Well, it, it was obvious based on his response that he was, she was leaving him on a string. And he wasn't sure where they stood. But he was holding on some, to some kind of hope that she probably gave him, you know, some bit of, of hope, a glimmer of hope that they would possibly get back together soon. So we'll see we'll see we have another whole part to go through we got another two parts actually uh to talk about so this is not going away anytime soon 
Let's do some shout outs uh, because the live chat is popping. Yeah, um, you guys. Give yeah, us a thumbs up. And make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed. Uh, we got Brittany Monk. She's been heavy in the live chat tonight. Venti Cell, Radella Lewis, Annabelle Reyna. Uh, let's see here. Nakia Emanuel. We have Geek Girl, Lydia. And let's see here. Oh, so many of you guys. You guys are really going cell walk, of course. And are we missing anybody? Vicky At- Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Amy Wee. Radella. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sure if you said Lydia. Yeah, I said Lydia. Cheryl's F28. Uh, so many of you guys in here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And if y'all have not checked out our interview that Linda and I did earlier today with Jeffrey, uh, make sure you uh, check that out and um, comment, give us a thumbs up and let us know your thoughts on it. Guys, yeah, it was really enlightening. Like I, you guys know how I've felt about Jeffrey over the season. So I, I hope that you take the moment to take a look at that interview and let us know your thoughts on Jeffrey speaking his truth. Um, also, I'm happy the live chat is back up. We love you guys so much. Uh, please do stick around, 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We are definitely covering Happily Ever After. I am so excited to have some of our favorites come back. So we will be here tonight at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, covering Happily Ever After with the entire gang. Uh, so all four of us will be here. So please feel free to join us. And on that note, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, you know where to find me, Linda is so girly, all across social media. And the lovely Ashley. You guys can find me on Instagram at Ms. Ashley Marie, and you can find me on Twitter at Ashley, Ashley Marie 0422. Love it. Oh, Nia, sorry you missed us, but we're back and we love you and come to Happily Ever After if you want to be in that live chat over there. Um, guys, until next time, we'll see you. Bye, you guys. See you soon. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.